The river I step into is not the one I stand in. I come from a family of nine people, two parents and six siblings. With my father away for long stretches of time working on the railroad in his attempt to raise funds to see us fed and clothed, my mother would often reach her wit's end with us children. We were a large group of large unwieldiness and had pretty much broken everything she cherished inside the house. To assist in getting her wits to return and in hopes of saving a knick-knack or two, she would shove us out the back door on a day telling us to go play. And she'd do it in any sort of weather. In fact, the days I remember most during the go-play period of my upbringing were days wild with storm. Once out the back door, my mother would lock it and then smile with a Mona Lisa sort of smile from behind the sheer curtains and gently repeat, Go play. Well, I didn't know quite what to do. I'd sometimes wander over to my friend's house, mostly to get out of the weather. But the mood over there wasn't a whole lot better than it was over at my place. My friend's mother would look at me from the top of the kitchen steps with a sour expression. What's this boy doing here? The face said. He's soaking wet, dripping on my floors. No, no, oh no, this will not do. After a few encounters like this, I made a unilateral decision, not that anybody cared, to go a different route on the go play days. As my siblings disappeared into the storm, going wherever they were going, I'd bow my head in the blinding snow or driving rain and walk onto the trail across the road from our house. It was a thin, meandering path that took me past the swamp, through the wild apple orchard to the farm fields and forests beyond. I'd eventually come out at Wonder Valley, home of Little Lake and Willow Creek. It was the beginning of my learning about the world, away from assignment and expectation. My guide was nature. Nature that exploded all around me in a million, million points of light, in singular moments that kept everything and everybody busy in their own version of survival. Struggling past the branches at the edge of the creek, unable to see a horizon because of the raging storms, I'd sometimes get lost. Stepping in behind an old oak one time to get out of the weather, I discovered a small spring that bubbled its water up from deep in the earth. The pool was alive with insects and little clawed creatures that lived under the water. Protected by the tree, I was able to watch the goings-on, became held in the life there, the activity. Eventually, leaning forward, I had taken a slurp of that cold, perfect water, brushing aside the insects before I sipped. My path to the theater was as surprising to me as that spring pool I encountered behind the old oak along Willow Creek. In elementary and high school, I played sports, almost any kind of sport. It had nothing to do with the art world, or so I thought. But at its best, sport keeps a person in the moment. And for me, at its best, theater holds a crowded room, a room that includes the actors on stage in a single breath. We can be suspended in the moment together. Time is only ever a moment long anyway. And being aware of that, living inside of that, can be as exhilarating as anything I know. I still love being in storms and being in the moment, and have devoted most of my life to storytelling, to creativity, be it on stage or in a writer's room, directing, producing a story for stage or screen. And about seven years ago, while artistic director of the Blythe Festival in Ontario, Canada, 
because of a leaky roof, that's another story, founded an organization called the Canadian Centre for Rural Creativity. At its core, the CCRC has two tenets. Treat others, including the earth, as you'd like to be treated, and leave the campsite better than found. We have projects going on in economic and community development, projects that sees artists, scientists, and community activists working together. And every two years, we bring ruralists from across the planet to the village of Blythe, though in 2020, we went virtual because of the pandemic, for the biannual Rural Talks to Rural Conference, or R2R. We share ideas, we hold workshops, we eat food together, and we walk together along the Guelph to Goderich Rail Trail. And through it all, we discuss the world in which we find ourselves. The theme of the last Ardoir was seeing the world differently. Not to see it as a commodity, but as a gift. Not as something we own, but something we share. As Bruce Mao, the designer, says, we are not separate from nor above nature. Our lives happen in moments. Startling, remarkable, painful, treacherous, loving and thoughtful moments. If we consider our actions in those moments, if we consider the life of others in the pool of those moments, understand that where we are, someone else will make a bed, then the way we see the world and act in it will certainly change. We are living in a unique time on this old blue planet, and perhaps it has been ever thus, though the stakes seem higher this time. When I think of those stormy walks on the go-play days when I was a kid, sipping the fresh water from the pool of that spring, a spring alive with life, when I recall the moments in a story where the entire room erupts in laughter or sits inside a complex and yet shared silence, I wonder, is it possible as a group, as a people, as a planet, for all of us to take a moment that leads to other ways of seeing, to a collective breath that has us walking the path to higher ground, to a place where we consider and respect each other, where we understand that life is delicate and a gift, can that moment have us change for the better?